You're listening to the Holistic Spaces Podcast with Angie Cho, episode 49, Organizing and Functional Spaces with Diane Lowy. Welcome to the Holistic Spaces Podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious living spaces. Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their lives. Mindful Design School offers feng shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. If you've been listening to us for a while or you're a newbie, welcome. And we hope you enjoy this earlier episode. This episode, we're speaking with Diane Lowy from New York at Home. And Diane is a colleague in New York City, and she works to create spaces that are more enjoyable, more comfortable, and easier. She's not just an organizer, but she uses space planning, organizing, and repairs to transform the functionality of your home uh, for a fraction of a cost if you don't have the money or time or if it's a rental to um, do renovation, which is what I do. So it's very interesting. And I thought it was a wonderful conversation, especially um, there was a part where she talked about how um, people tend to have a lot of clutter around um, what they might, what they want to be and not who they are. So it's, it's really interesting. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. Hi, Diane. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Angie. Thanks so much for inviting me. This is great. So I'm really excited to have Diane Lowy from New York at Home on the podcast to talk about what she does, which, well, she'll tell us, like, what's, what do you do at New York at Home? And, and yeah, tell us about it. So basically, we do what I call apartment functionality, which is basically a combination of uh, home improvement, uh, decluttering, home organizing, and small DIY projects to make your apartment work for you. And basically our approach is that we work with our clients to sort of figure out their values and what's important to them and how they live their lives and what they do every day, and then sort of set up their apartment around that so that it functions for them. Okay. So, um, Actually, so when you work with a client, like, do you, so you first interview them or what's like your process? Well, normally people call me and get in touch with me because they have a specific issue and there's some sort of reason that they're calling. Like, for instance? uh, That they're moving in with a partner or they've gone to a new apartment or they've re-signed a lease and decided to stay for another couple of years. Okay. So, um, you know, situations where people really feel like, I need to make this space work for me for a while. And so once they call me, then I'll work with them on what that specific issue is. So like, let's say that they're moving, it's just sort of helping them unpack and figure out where the right spaces are to put the things that they already have. And sometimes that involves decluttering, sometimes that involves um, just sort of thinking about what they use every day. Um, And, you know, there's, there's a everybody's different so it's like a one size fits one solution for people's individual issues okay so it's not necessarily organizing well it is organizing it's organizing to make things more functional for you like 
Yeah, organizing is a side effect of it. Um, but it's in from the perspective that I come from, it's the um, it's you become organized once you're by making your apartment functional. It needs to be organized, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily the um, it's the end it, the end result is that you're organized, but that the approach is that you want to be able to the reason why people want to organize is so that they have less friction from their day. Yeah. So can you talk about that? Like what are the benefits to having your home more functional and, and organized? Well, like let's say that you wake up late for work and you need to get showered and dressed and a little bit of coffee or something and make sure that you don't leave anything behind and you head out the door and you have only like 15 minutes to do that in. So if everything's in a place where you know exactly where it is, it's easy to find, you can, you don't need to stress out and you can still get that all done in 15 minutes. But if you have to wade through all of the things around those activities to be able to make that happen, it can take you twice as long and you'll be late for work and you'll be stressed out when you get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Actually, it was, there was some article I saw recently where a lot of very well their list of successful people were talking about how they wear the same same thing every day and that to make their lives less stressful yeah and and there's ways of sort of working around that i think a lot of people especially in new york really enjoy the process of getting dressed in the morning and you know uh, we don't have most people don't have cars here and so the way that we express ourselves you know and sort of show who we are to the world around us is through our clothing and sort of how we present ourselves and so there's a lot of attention that people put on how they they look in new york that's sort of different from a lot of other places maybe and um being able to have you know that very few people sort of actually have that one, you know, one outfit uniform that they wear every day. I think a lot of people get a lot of pleasure from being able to uh, adjust how they look every day and sort of as they grow and change, changing the way that they look. So, you know, and that's sort of the thing about working with individuals and what they want Mm -hmm. is figuring out like, well, if dressing and expressing yourself is part of, is one of your values and part of who you are, Mm -hmm. then we can sort of set that up and even in a one-bedroom apartment it's really easy to have a an area where you can really play with getting ready in the morning so um well that's good to know so you don't have to just have one outfit (laughs) (laughs) i've been wearing the same outfit like different variations of the same outfit like all like for the last few weeks like black pants and like a white shirt oh how has that been working out um well it hasn't i haven't been doing it on purpose because that article but i just like Cause I think cause it's hot and it's so a white shirt makes sense. And then, <laughs> um, black pants. Cause I just got some new black pants from Eileen Fisher, a couple, like three different pairs. So I've been wearing those. Um, oh, cool. but it's been good. It's, it's actually, it is pretty stress-free, but I, I'm kind of like that type of person that wears the same thing every day. Um, but I think also, um, having your home functional and organized does create like a less stressful environment. Like I remember when I used to live with roommates and I was really messy. I would have like maybe piles of magazines around me. And I remember like purposely like just staying in bed so I wouldn't be able to see like all the piles of things <laughs> on the floor. Um, but it, but every time I, I realized that every time I walked by them, 
or saw them or not even when I didn't see them, I feel really guilty or stressed out. Like, oh, those are the, all the, 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 there's that pile of magazines, which I'm going to read one day or there's like, um, I'm going to clean it up one day and it just, it creates yeah. like a subtle level of stress or like an active level of stress. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of these things where you think about your, um, there's your idealized version of yourself. Mm. So I was working with somebody last week who had, uh, shrink wrapped in packages, uh, three different languages, like intros to three different languages. And it was like CD sets. So it had been from a while ago and none of them were opened and, you know, but getting rid of them was pretty straightforward at that point. Cause it had been a while, but it's also, you know, that, that the, the feeling of like, Oh, I'm the kind of person who's going to be able to speak Spanish before I mm -hmm. go to Puerto Rico. Um, it, you know, it comes from a good place, but sometimes it doesn't serve us. It just, uh, makes you feel uh, bad about yourself if you didn't actually follow up on it. So there's nothing wrong with getting rid of it. And when you're feeling like you are really ready to start taking Spanish classes, maybe you can do it in a different way with more of an accountability partner or something like that. But um, yeah, sometimes the things that we have in our apartments, they serve us for a while and then they... Um, have done what they're supposed to do and it's time to like let them go for somebody else. But I think that's a huge thing when you talk about like, well, you probably have a really hard job in the sense that you just said that you, you start to see that idealized version of yourself. So then you, you maybe have to um, work with people who are seeing that they're, they have this idealized version of themselves that they're not, that they can't match or that it's not, who they truly are and so that's probably like a wake-up call to some people too maybe yeah I mean I try and meet people where they are and I mean it's not a bad thing no it's really I mean it's it is a difficult job because it's all very intimate work like how many people come into your apartment who you don't know who are going to go through all of your drawers mm -hmm. like it's super intimate and the boundaries can be sort of difficult. So making sure that people feel like safe and supported and not judged is really important. Um, but getting back to sort of the idea of like things that, you know, your idealized version of yourself versus your actual self, that part of the idea of having that little interview first about figuring out what people's values are mm -hmm. and what their, how they actually use their apartment and having it set up around that, that basically you can go back to that list and then ask that question, like, does this intro to Urdu actually reflect who you are and your values mm -hmm. and what you're actually doing in your apartment? Or is this some sort of like other thing that's not a priority for you right now? And maybe it's going to be a priority for you a year from now, but then you can just open that door and rearrange things and buy those, you know, that language tapes again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's good because it also helps people accept who they are as they truly are and that it's perfectly okay to be who you truly are instead of that idealized person that never really existed anyway. Right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is about like, I, I sometimes call it like being the Lorax for the space and for the person. Cause it's like feeling the space and letting the space be what it is. And part of what the space is, is the belongings of the person who lives there and sort of having that, letting the person be themselves in a space that needs to be itself. So it's really, um, it's, yeah, it's really, I, 
it's really interesting work and um and it it's people find it very helpful to have somebody sort of mirror back to them like well this is what your space sort of wants to do Mm -hmm. and I remember I read in one of your newsletters that you said or I think that was or maybe it was on an Instagram or something that if you thought about throwing it away three times and you probably should <laughs> yeah that was actually from a great uh from this book called good goodbye things okay that is this japanese guy who's like v- way more minimal than anything i w- would recommend to any of my clients or myself um but yeah the japanese ones are really intense yeah <laughs> but but i just thought but there was something i don't know what it was but i i'm like well i thought about that i was like oh well diane said and i'm like well i know i've thought about it more than three times so maybe i should just get rid of it well i used to do um make beaded necklaces um in the late 90s and I have a box in my apartment of Mm. the beads that I used for that that I've been meaning to get rid of for a while and I actually took it out of the closet two months ago and put it sort of near the door to donate and Uh I still haven't done it so it's all of us yeah yeah no and it's and it's no no judgments for anyone no no judgments on the listeners it's just um interesting because I because um I think that's a really great way to think of it if like if I've spent that much if I've spent a lot of energy thinking like, should I throw it away? Should I not throw it away? Then I might as well just let it go. Um, so, um, I was hoping you can also give us and the listeners some, um, some tips or some ways to approach making our homes more functional and organized. Yeah. So, um, that's, that's a really good question. Let's see. Well, I guess the the most important thing is that a lot of people really love to just take action around organizing their apartments and um, and organizing the right places is probably the best thing you can do. Like investing your time in the spaces that you use every day is um, sort of, if I were to say there's one thing you should do, um, that's it. So like if you have um, boxes of old photos that you wanna um, put in albums, that's not really a good use of your time. It's more a matter of um, taking the spaces that are at eye level, because those are the spaces that are really prime real estate, Mm -hmm. and figuring out, like basically clearing out anything that's in those spaces at eye level, and only having things that you use on a daily basis in those storage areas. That can do a tremendous amount in terms of removing friction from your day, and you know, like we were talking about in the beginning, that feeling the, the reason a lot of people want to get organized is because they want to remove friction and misplacing things. So the stuff that you use every day, making sure that that's really easy to find is the top thing you can do and is time really well spent. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I like to recommend is the way people can organize their closets. A lot of people struggle with closet organization and um, no matter how big your clo- your apartment is in your closets, that you, if you have two clothing closets, then you can have one that's for your work. And then if you have, and then have another one that's for any sort of special events and things oh, that you do on the idea. weekends. Yeah, and then you can also do it so it's half and half. So one of the things I like to recommend is having um, 10 hangers per foot in the space that you use for work and then bunching everything together for all of the other clothing. 
And if you're not really sure what the clothing is that you wear for work, the, basically anything you've worn to the office in the past month, you put in that half of the closet and start there and just sort of see how it goes. And if it starts getting too, um, too full and you're having difficulty finding things again, then do, the, do that little edit again. Oh, that's a good idea. So that way you just have only a few things to choose from when you get ready to go to work. Yeah, because you're tired and you're in a rush and it's all the stuff that you want to have right there anyway. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, so, And that actually that would work yeah. for kids too, maybe like their school stuff or if they have uniforms to put it in one area. Oh, and for kids especially, because kids really, um, the having fewer choices for anybody is really helpful but for children especially if they're dressing themselves having them have a couple of things to pick from just feels much better and is much easier for them so uh that's actually something when i help to organize uh children's clothes sometimes it's um a bit difficult because the parents sometimes i'll notice that the kids have more clothing than the parents and I'll talk to them about how we can kind of right size the closet to, you know, because kids clothes are so cute and everybody wants to give lots of presents and, you know, grandparents and especially like there's a lot of people who really want to show their love through the clothing. And so a lot of kids in New York end up with a lot of clothing and just making sure that you're editing so that there's no more than you know, as much as you could, if you did laundry once a month, there would not still be clothes in the closet, Mm. um, is a really good metric. I'll frequently see, um, especially with, with affluent kids in New York that they have way more clothes than you could wear in three months. Okay. Yeah. And any, and anything else like maybe in, since this is uh, the f- almost uh, back or it's around back to school time. So any back to school type of tips that you would have? Yeah. I mean, um, well, making sure that you have uh, places sort of organized by the door of and cubbies for people and having s- either um, a shelf sometimes like if in the front hallway of, a lot of apartments that you can have a small bookcase maybe with three shelves and then that's enough for each of the people in in the house and uh that keeping your backpack there and you know your keys or using a bin per person Mm -hmm. um and also having uh those sort of bins in either the the living room so that people can have uh, their things and have them contained within each of the spaces in the house. So if you're doing homework, um, that that can be in the living room as well as having uh, the things that you need to take back to school in the foyer. Um, Another thing that's really great to know is a lot of apartments in New York City have uh, magnetic doors because they have fire doors. And so you can um, put finished homework on there or, you know, your kid, if they're doing their homework and they want you to check it, you can um, check it and then put it back there um, to make sure that people don't forget it in the morning. Uh, Yeah, when I have to, when I really don't want to forget to take something in the morning, I put it in front of the front door. So I can't leave without 
moving it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Well, thank you so much. This is really helpful. I think um, I really love the the tips, especially the one about the closet. That's a good good one. What, wait, what was the first one again that you said? Oh, having things be an eye level. Yeah, that's mm. really important too because that's what you see all the time. And oh, and then not focusing on um, things like the old photos, but focusing on stuff that really affects your your life. Yeah, I think because I think people do that like a lot in general, not just with their things, but they'll focus on something that's not relevant to their everyday life and, and then spend all their energy on that without like really working on something that can change um, things for them in a, on a deeper level. Yeah. I, I worked with a client a while ago who had, who was really frustrated because she'd spent all of this money renovating her apartment. And the majority of the money that she'd spent renovating the apartment was on the kitchen and she didn't cook at all. Oh yeah. Well, you have to have a nice kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much. And um, and can you just give everyone your website? Oh, yeah. Thanks so much for reminding me. Um, so you, if you want to learn more about me, you can go to newyorkathome.com. And um, my uh, Instagram account is newyorkerathome. And uh, you can just, there's a contact button and I also have a weekly newsletter so you can sign up for that too. Yeah. That's where you can learn that if you thought about it three times, was it in the newsletter? Yeah, it yeah. was. It okay. was. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this earlier episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. Now you can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, please share the podcast with others. Subscribe and even better, leave a review. If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, please visit our website, online store, and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. You can visit holisticspaces.com. Support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.